0: Welcome back. Another round of Corner Conversations. Behind the Message. It's Scott, Greg, and Zach. Back at it again. And we're really on task today. I can totally. feel it. We work so hard. That's a joke. We're just as on task as any other given day. Which means you're in for a treat. We should, uh... That's special treat. Why are we
1: doing this outside? It's as hot as it is outside in here.
0: Yeah, you're right. We
1: probably should. <laughs> Since we don't have a nice patio out front. Yeah,
0: we'll, we'll jump out there. Anyways, welcome What's back. What's going on in the uh, corner church?: What's mall? happening? We just had United Service oh, on Sunday. Fun. Yeah. Why do we do that again?: If you missed it, you really missed it. It was amazing. Weather was perfect. The whole thing was great. Uh, we do it because we get a tax break from it. I'm <laughs> <laughs> bum, 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 bum.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: just kidding, there is no tax break related to our United <laughs>
1: service.)
0: <laughs> uh, uh, once, uh, once every few months, we get together, and we have three different communities. That are all part of one bigger community, and United Service signifies our unity as one community, three different places. And it's really nice. I get to see people that I don't see often and see them for an hour and then go home and not see them again for three months. Wow,
1: you made that sound even
0: worse. It's great. <laughs> it's, it's not so the goal. Good. It's so <laughs> I nice. never saw them again. And I never saw You're them again. You're failing at that. <laughs> no, it really is a good moment of connection across community.
1: Yeah. Partnering, we are, we're one. How do you do one? You can't you can't be one community if you never see each other.
0: Yeah. And uh, we could do United Services every week, but that would that would be poor management of resources and-, yeah, and
1: again it's i mean so there's there are layers of community layers of relationship and uh and so united services is to get that bigger picker big bigger picture bigger perspective and uh, connect with people uh, we have our connection groups go across all of our communities and uh and that's a, a time too to see each other outside of that context of the connection group and it's a great time. It was fun. Yeah, it was good. We were at Target Field Amphitheater. Our next one is the last Sunday of August, which
0: is basically two months away. Yep,
1: so summers in between, over. right? Out, yeah.
2: It's great. Now I'm just down. <laughs> <laughs> Scott, it's always counting down the days left of summer, even actually before the, summer starts. Actually,
1: the, the worst day of the year is just a few weeks away. Maybe two weeks away. What do you mean? The worst day where things switch and first time. day of summer. The next oh, day is the worst day. It becomes a little shorter. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the
0: process begins. Happy summer. You know, it works out for me because my kids are four and two. And I'm like, it's okay to have the sun go down at eight because then my kids will go to sleep. As opposed to 10, 15? As opposed to 10. And granted, 4 p.m. is not a good option either. Yeah, 4 either, but rather extreme. <laughs> but, you know, I'll take it. got to yeah. get my wins where I can.
2: Yeah. But,
0: uh, this week, we have a lot of Corner Church summer event stuff coming up. Uh, tomorrow is Switch Night, which if you don't know what a Switch is, uh, ask Scott. He's got all the information. Uh, it's a game come, system. Yeah. Here at Camden at 5 p.m., uh, there will be people here playing video games. So if you're at all interested, come on out, get some ice cream, play video games for a couple hours. And next week, I'm having a barbecue. Thursday. My house. Yeah. Yeah, next Thursday. So. Yeah. Come out and eat eat food. I'll have hot dogs. You can bring sides or drinks or other meat because some people are too good for hot dogs.
2: Who's too good for a hot dog? Maybe, I don't know. There's some it, people
0: well, out there. Someone's out there.
1: Maybe they just don't it's not like the, hot dogs. It's not the best.
0: But it, Here's the thing. I am going beef. Like Nathan's beef hot dogs. I love beef hot dogs. So good. Greg's got some hot dogs in his freezer you <laughs> can ask him about.
1: Yeah. Um. Yeah. Those are the things going on.
2: Also, yeah. the the coming up in a few months is our fall retreat. We just started talking oh, yeah. about that, but I mean that's basically three months away. Yeah, that is actually the end of summer.
0: <laughs> it is three months away. Three months away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But do, I, do I, you guys do, leave for sabbatical
1: tomorrow or uh, <laughs> the day after? Right? I forget. No. We uh, uh, fall retreat. We we don't do a lot of programmatic things as a church as a community. We have hope to uh, see relationship and connection built outside of just doing event-related stuff. and uh, But the fall retreat is something that we do really program every year. Uh, it's This year, it's a little bit earlier. It's the 20th and 20, 20th through the 22nd of September. Uh, we're doing it again at Camp Lebanon. There's a lot of information on our website. The reason we bring it up so early is because it's proportional. Like if you're saying, hey, we're going to grill hot dogs at Zach's house on Thursday, you can... Figure it out on Thursday. Yeah. But if you're going to go to a fall retreat, it's a little bit of an investment. You got to maybe have to just plan on how you're going to do your budget, how you're going to get there, all all that stuff. And so I want to just encourage people to be thinking about it. Plan on, come. And some cool things, some exciting, just fresh breaking news is that uh, we hope to have two other churches join us. And we have uh, one for sure it's working out and another one is considering it. So I'm super excited to have Motion City Church another church Here in the city join us and our theme this year is together and so it's very fitting that we're living that out not only as a community being together but together with other other church communities it'll be
2: really great yeah fall tree is probably my favorite thing we do uh just when you live in the city there's so much going on all the time it can work can be distracting just life and stuff can be distracting and uh setting aside a couple days to like intentionally build a relationship and rest.
1: Well, is, if you think about it, so the, the simple math, you can say, I'm committed to have, like today, I had coffee with two different people. And you can say, we're going to have coffee once a week for the next seven weeks. That's, that's a pretty serious commitment. That's, But again, if you think it's about an hour each time, you'll have more time together with a group of people at Fall Retreat just on that Saturday than you would over that long length of time of doing coffee once a week and so yeah it's really cool you get to eat meals together you get to play games hike relax chill out uh be together and so excited about it it's coming quickly today we're finishing up ruth and so hang tight ruth chapter four
2: So we are uh, <laughs> still in Ruth. It, Ruth, back at four. it, Ruth 4. Um, we've been looking at Ruth for the last three weeks.
1: This Ruth, the- I've, I've said this over and over again, but this is such a key part of this narrative is that the, in the Old Testament, you if you start at the beginning, like most people when you read a book, and I, I remember uh, many times in my life I thought, I'm going to go... And read scripture and i um, going to start a new reading plan. You start at the beginning, you start plowing into Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, and it's this repetitive nature of these epic stories, especially Genesis. And then you come into a lot of Levitical law, a lot of things. It's a lot
0: of heavy. I always stop at Leviticus. <laughs> I've never made it through. Leviticus isn't bad. i never made it it's through. It's like my
2: favorite you, book uh, in
0: the Bible. I can't. You can do it. Might I believe in you. But
1: That's you, our next series, we are, We're going to do a 29-year series <laughs> <laughs> on Leviticus. Yeah, uh, but you, you read at this epic scale, uh, and then you come to Ruth, and it just stands out as this uh, abstract, small little blip of a story it's four chapters it takes about 15 minutes to read and you ask the simple question you know the characters of genesis you know what did adam and eve do well they were first what did what did noah do well he built a humongous ark and animals and all that stuff what did moses do he led the people
2: well what did ruth do uh yeah it's like this story that feels so abnormal because of how normal it is compared to yeah. everything else around it
1: yeah so you have this family who leaves Bethlehem uh because of famine and disaster hits they move in with the Moabites, which is their enemy and when disaster hits mean uh the husband dies, uh the two sons had married Moabite women, and the two sons die and it's the Mom Naomi, and two daughter-in-laws, and uh, it's just disastrous hit. And then like again, if you go back like, well, this is just like Genesis, and then God spoke, and this dad was back alive, and you know it, it, none of those none of those things happen. Well, then, when they went back to Bethlehem, uh, Naomi provided a whole bunch of food because the famine was it, there's none of that happens. Uh, they just live out, commitment, character. Uh, long-term solutions and then this week we we wrap it up in chapter four but the heart of this has been as we've been looking at this book as a mirror to look at our own lives sometimes it's easy to have uh, look at an aspect of scripture or character in scripture and say do you want to be like them and everybody just kind of nods yeah i guess i should but never really change anything Mm. and so use this this narrative as a mirror and uh, today, um, wrapping up the story, it, it comes down to a moment of redemption. And uh, I don't know, Zach, Zach, you thought, looked a bunch of ideas, wrote some stuff about this, but redemption is kind of an interesting concept. And uh, I mean, does it happen outside of the Christian world? Uh, you know, what is it? How does it work? Hmm. Why is that important to the chapter four part? Yeah.
2: I feel like it's a theme we see all the time in tv movies even like sports teams hmm. like the twins really need a redemption season <laughs> and they might be having one right now and people are finally interested again when, when the twins have won the world series which we've done twice i, I don't
1: know if your teens have ever won a world series before <laughs> <laughs> but always the year before we were worst worst the first every time we've won a world the last two times we've won when we won a world series
0: mm. the last two times <laughs> yeah before.
1: and uh, and so yeah that that in sports is a is a very notable moment Like the fans the empty stands the mm-hmm. die hard and then all of a sudden there's this re- restoration redemption moment
2: yeah i don't think we use the word redemption but i think the story of redemption is really common in 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 literature, it's, I think it's, we see it in our own lives all the time. You, know, you have this moment of failing a class as a student, and you have to retake it, and mm. that's redemption. You fail at a project at work, and then you do better the next time. But there's these acts of redemption. I think most people probably
0: see when something is broken or not what it could be that we have a desire that we want it to be fixed or to be at its better state. Mm-hmm. And that's redemption, really something being brought back to its initial state, its initial value.
2: Which, if you if it's about something about our initial state, then what does that say about Ruth? Because Ruth was a Moabite. She was outside of God's promise. But her redemption includes...
1: Grafting it, into a family.
2: Grafting into a family. Yeah. Yeah. definition so It's even further than... Back to her original state, it's something that she never would have had access to. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And maybe that's what is pretty significant about the story and ultimately looking forward to Christ's redemption of each of us is that we were never guaranteed anything. But through Christ, we are given more than we could have ever had.
1: And we've talked about this in preparation for this again this is behind the message and and a lot of our conversation is looped back to this moment of uh the three of us we would be gentile outside of god's people chosen people type of a thing and jesus's life death and resurrection is opening this door to all people and uh here here is this moment where an outsider is grafted regrafted grafted for the first time truly into family because of a sacrifice of of another person. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's it's a beautiful illustration. And that redemption story, that character of God here, uh, is part of its beauty is that God's character has been on display for a long time. And so when you see man, this Jesus thing is way out of Jesus or God's character. It's like, it's actually not. God is into grace. He's into restoration of relationship. He's into uh, bringing into right relationship. And uh, Jesus is the ultimate fulfillment of that.
2: What's so cool in this story and Ruth and like Ruth overall, like you're talking about the other books in the Old Testament leading up to Ruth. There are all of these things that God is doing. God is saying all of these things that were God is having like direct input on the lives of people. And then you get to Ruth and, and God is really not mentioned at all. But the story of, Redemption is... Definitely not his actions. Yeah.
1: It's like the mention of God is when Naomi is saying, I'm bitter. God has taken everything from me. Yeah. And so that's like, way to go, God. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And... Uh, But I mean, other than that, like,
2: what are you doing? God is that's empty in this narrative. And so you see this story of redemption play out uh, within this family, within uh, Bethlehem, within the nation of Israel. And Mm -hmm. you can look back and to what God promised Abraham, that his descendants would be the people that bless the people of the world. And this is like like a start of that. Like you're starting to see the promise of Abraham being fulfilled in this, which eventually leads the line of David, which leads the line of Jesus, which is the ultimate fulfillment of that. Yep.
1: Now the one thing that we're going to bring up in this is the redemption. We understand that. Well, what if you need someone, someone's help? I know that in me, it's so easy to go. I love redemption. And so I'm going to work harder do more. I'll fix. I'll mean it this time. I won't will mis- make mistakes this time. But what if redemption requires uh, the need of somebody else? And occasionally, we talk about the uh, Hofstede scale. If you're looking for something to Google, Google, Google Gert. G-E-R-T. Gert. Hofstede. Such a bad name. I know. But I mean, <laughs> everybody loves a Gert. <clears throat> but if you just Google Hofstede or Hofstede scale, you can see there are, there are six different categories that they've done, given countries in their views of the world. Uh, power distance, masculinity, masculinity meaning risk-taking, uncertainty, avoidance, long-term orientation, indulgence. And then the one that we really talk about when needing somebody else to get redemption is individuality or individualism. And the United States, we are like, we, we're winning,
0: on individualism, there are nine percent of the rest of the people in the world who are more individualistic than we are. Yeah. <laughs> we we are
1: just uh, yeah we're definitely individualism focused. Meaning that when we think of the world, we think of it through the lens of I as opposed to we. And uh, and so, it, what a complex question to go. What is the struggle that average Joe American has to saying that I am not individually responsible for my redemption or being made right? Mm-hmm and uh, man I feel that in my own faith it's like Jesus thank you you're so great I believe in you and thank you for your redemption but if you could just sit there when I get it all figured out over here I'll let you know when I'm ready and uh, I mean I I would love it if if that wasn't in me but it is and so thinking about we've got to use the narrative as a mirror but part of the reflection has to be How does individualism, your own personal individualism, cause challenge to redemption, especially the connection to Jesus?
0: Which the other side of that Colin, I guess, would be, even for me, for a lot of people, the moment of, okay, I understand that you're giving me this redemption, but it's just too good to be true. There's got to be something I can do to repay it. There's got to be something I can do to work for it. There has to be a hidden motive somewhere in this redemption story that I have to make the ends meet.
1: It's it's weird because culturally, again, I I think it maybe does come back to this individualism reality is that if you go to somebody and you say, I'd like to give you this, they go, what's the catch? Mm -hmm. I don't, they would, people will say, I don't want it because I'm afraid there's a catch. Mm -hmm. And uh, definitely when you think about how, again, redemption through Christ Re- it requires christ so something outside of self but then we quickly go okay it can be a gift but what's the catch mm-hmm. <laughs> those things are just like piled into a a, a a clump of mess and think about if if ruth embodied this reality you know if ruth refused the help of uh, of uh, not boaz of uh No, yeah, but of oh, why, why
0: can't uh, I remember? Joseph. Jesus? <laughs> Noah, <laughs> Nathaniel, Samuel, <laughs> It's, yeah, Gina, it's Boaz. Sorry. It's Boaz,
1: the the new husband Boaz. I was trying to think I was, trying to think, help, I was thinking of I, I was
0: I was think I get Obed, which is the then we son. haven't even read chapter four to these people yet. You can't just spoiler a little I'm not, hang on. You, you said look, husband. Okay. They don't, don't know but, this yet.
1: So if you if you think of Ruth to the point of chapter three. Uh, if, if if she was focused on individualism, she would have refused. Yeah, uh, you know, think of how that would have been a challenge in being committed to Naomi. Think she about wouldn't that. have come. No, and if yeah, because of again, it's not about it's about personal.
2: Yeah, I'm going to go back to my people where I'm comfortable and yeah. I know things.
1: No. and then to to be provided for uh, by Boaz uh, to for long-term solution all these things because if a long-term solution was not her working trying doing more and so we've got to we've got to wrestle with that we've got to realize it and uh, yes understanding that that's a reality is a part of the solution but then we got to move on from it so what do you want to do with the story since you're refusing to spoiler.
0: Yeah, we should probably do a dramatization of it right now. All right, I'll be Naomi. Okay, <laughs> can, I'll be. Ruth. You
1: can call me Mara.
0: Greg, you're <laughs> The, th- I
1: don't the be thing, that. the thing that as we look at the story is that we bring in today around this in this message is the significance of the names. Yeah, and there's just like a really. I mean, we've we've alluded to it over and over again in this, is, but. Uh, these people have significant names from Bethlehem being the house of bread and letting that meaning it's a place of plenty, uh, a place of provision, and that there was a time where that was absent and you have leaving that provision. The, Elimelech, the, the husband's name was my God is king. And so w- what is restored in the end is that Elimelech's line, when we read chapter four, is restored as uh as uh, ruth marries boaz and so again this restoration of my god as king mm-hmm. uh, Naomi is pleasantness uh she changes her name to bitterness uh malon and kilion the sons sickly and failing they they have the most insignificant parts of the story other than they got <laughs> married <laughs> they got married didn't they? <laughs> then they died uh, yeah I always think of, I'm not going to make a homeschool joke. Anyway, so they, they married Orpah, who's stubbornness. And again, she has this short picture in this story, but she goes back to the Moabites, Ruth, who is friendship, which is how beautiful is that the avenue of restoration is relationship. Mm-hmm. And then uh, again, uh, Naomi changes her name to Bitterness when she loses it all, Mara. Boaz's strength is within him and and that's this this picture of again god uh the vessel of restoration there's that's where strength is <clears throat> and when Ruth and Boaz get married, they have a son Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. they get married tun, tun, tun. Dun, dun, dun. and they have a son named Obed who is uh, that means serving or worshiping. Mm -hmm. And uh, that uh, leads to them. Again, great-grandson is David. And uh, David is this picture of, again, provision. And uh, being this uh, beloved is the word David means. And then David is in the line of leading to Jesus, who is the rescuer or deliverer. Mm -hmm. uh, But this restoration, uh, seeing this all through the names, Brings us back to the question, and I remember Zach and I, you and I were talking about this week, just going, man, I have had, given myself lots of names in my life.
0: and Scott, uh, Scotty, Scotty Tupati. Potty.
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: Uh, that's
1: what I was thinking. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm trying to think of things that rhyme with Zach, but... I'll, I'll stop. <laughs> um <clears throat> but the the thing is, I I quickly go. There were there have been seasons in my life where I I would be, uh, you know, exhausted. Uh, I would give myself the name insecure. Mm-hmm. I give myself the name uh, lacking. I give myself the name failed, and uh, um, all of these names are leaving this door. Maybe the door's not open, but it's it's outside the doorway of being redeemed.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, what we see in chapter four is actually when we talk about God's character. Uh, Again, last week we talked about chapter three, this moment where Ruth, this uh, woman who is an outsider, an enemy to Israel, is brought in and written by a guy 3,000 years ago. Uh, What does it take for an Israelite man to write a story that ends up being scripture about a Moabite enemy outsider woman. Hmm. Uh, I think it's just the character of God. And we look back to Rahab, the prostitute. She's also included in the lineage of Jesus, a prostitute. That's not, that's not acceptable. God, you can't include a prostitute, but the redemption goes so much further than the decisions that we've made or not made in our life. And oftentimes it actually is the moment where we would identify with something negative and God is just saying, you're experiencing this thing or you're feeling this thing. And none of it is what I've called you. This isn't a part of the name that I've given you.
1: It's we. One thing that we talk about quite a bit as a church community is that we value story and who you are is... Uh, Definitely in church culture, it can be something that you try to hide really quickly. Yeah. Uh, my past, I used to be a mobile. We don't talk about that. And, yeah. uh, and my my relative, you know, Rahab, yeah, she was a prostitute. We don't talk about that. Mm-hmm. And I love, again, yeah. just, you said it so well, is that um, I hadn't even really thought about that, is that here in uh, Jewish sacred scripture, uh, we... Uh, have titled one of the narratives in this text
2: after a Moabite named it after a Moabite yeah yeah it's uh this story is crazy you look at uh, um I can't remember his name now You just said it a million times Boaz Boaz and uh the way Boaz views Ruth is is really striking uh, he has every reason to view her by the negative things in her life, but rather he sees the friendship he gives, she gives to Naomi, the commitment mm-hmm. she gives to Naomi. He sees he sees all of the redeeming factors in Ruth, and, uh, and we see that same perspective on humanity in the, in the person of Jesus yes. as Jesus interacts with people. He's seeing not not the sins in their life, not the their failings, but he's seeing the redemption of who they are. He's seeing them as a people. And I think that's how he sees us. And that's how he sees uh, our neighbors. And like, how does it change the world? If we can have these moments of choosing to see people in that perspective as redeemed.
1: Well, if we see redemption through the lens of like, if Jesus was like, well, it's my responsibility. These people are trash. I don't love them. I don't care, but I guess I'll die for them. And the same way, if Boaz looked at Ruth and went, man, oof, you are disgusting. You, I can hardly look at you, your, pick all of your words that I won't say right now that describe a girl that I don't want to like. And But instead, what you see is Boaz is into Ruth, into her. Mm-hmm. And the same thing, think about that's part of the redemption story. And then if that's in parallel, and I really believe that is, again, Greg, you said it, is that Jesus is not just going, oh, look at these three morons that I guess God wants me to redeem. Yeah. And instead, I really feel like how transformative is it that the redemption story is out of
0: passion, not
1: out of obligation?
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And God doesn't sit up in heaven and even using that phrase, up in heaven. Yeah. I mean, that talks to a separation that we often view with God, but he doesn't sit with obligation. He, he actually likes you. He likes me. That's hard. A lot of days I wake up and I'm like, there's no way God can like me. I know he loves me because he has to, (laughs) but there's no way he actually, he likes me. He wants to be around me. But the truth is the redemption that Jesus brought, He really likes us and he really wants to be with us. And what we see with Ruth's redemption is it wasn't just for her. She gets to have a son. There's a future there. And with our own lives, our redemption is primarily for us to experience. But then from the redemption comes a greater life than what we could have ever expected in the situation that we initially were in. Naomi, Ruth, Orpah, if these women just went back to their own lives. They could have had a life, but this is a new life, much greater than anything they expected.
1: Yep. We're going to end with a a process of looking at, not exhaustive, actually a very short in the big picture list of identities, or even what what we're going to just call names that we can have that are from scripture, from fullness, alive because of grace, free from the law, or sin and death, sin and death, uh, nothing to fear, and so on. But um, just to look at these these are redemptive of identity. So, like, if I would be redeemed to these things that are promises from Scripture, and then to go look at those and go, where where am I lacking these things? And just identify those again as a self evaluation tool, and then to actually spend some moment verbalizing, writing what are some of the names that you do currently bear. And just like I mentioned earlier, it's very easy for me to go uh, like an identity picture of going not quite good enough. (laughs) And that's not, I mean, the polar opposites of what God has for me and changing identity to not quite good enough is not what God is telling me. And then to have a moment of just evaluation. As you see the tension between those two, the distance between those two, what becomes clear In your own identity and your own redemption, as you see what God has for you, and what you have ascribed or given yourself—the name you've given
2: yourself—and this may or may not be part of it, but I feel like it's important to mention that uh, this should be could could and probably should be pushed a little bit further. It's not just your own view of yourself, but it's the view of the people around you that uh, Mm -hmm. this same moment and. We assign labels to people in the same way that we assign them to ourselves, and but better asking the question, "Who does God say that they are, and yep. what redemption can I play in in that in their story?" Yep. I think that's important. Too. We, one thing that's just
1: striking that's not in the story of Ruth is that you never hear Boaz go, "I love you, even though you're a Moabite," <laughs> yeah. and uh, there's no uh, what are they qualifiers? No or, qualifiers, yeah. yeah. And so, again, if, if I am, if my identity is forgiven and everybody around me is, uh, says, you know, or you should really feel bad about that or you
0: really failed.
2: I love you, Scott. But. but... <laughs> and so. <laughs> or I love you even though. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: Spite or because of or, well, even though. Yeah.
1: And so it's it, the challenge will be to pull this all together. You know, part of this narrative was that Ruth exhibited commitment, character. Boaz had character. They went from short-term fixes to long-term solutions. And in the midst of all of that, there was redemption. And the redemption was not just by Ruth and Naomi's uh, accomplishment. It required somebody outside of themselves. Yeah. And the same is true for us, is that and it's we can't just be... Uh, we we have a call for commitment we have a call for character we have to seek the long-term solutions but in the midst of that it 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 doesn't just end with us and our own capability it's the completion of redemption that comes through Christ and a chain complete change of identity and uh, yeah we're just gonna walk in that wrestle with that and uh, I don't know I've been doing a bunch of writing just on this internal processing questions and uh I've I've I quickly see that I know identity in Christ, but I don't necessarily I have infinite number of moments where I don't feel or embody that identity.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think honestly, that should be something we work through in community all the time. Yeah. Moving forward. We could work on a lot of things, and we could we could miss that our identity is actually, uh, without getting over spiritual, kind of like attacked consistently. Yeah. Even just the fact that we are the individualized culture that we are. You, like I see,
1: like Ruth waving her arms, going, "Just wait a second, Boaz." Yeah. I'm a Moabite. Yeah. And Boaz goes, "I'm sorry, I didn't hear you." I like you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, it's, it's all uh, an important process. It's Again, it's very easy to say, carry your identity in Christ. But unless you actually work through, look into the mirror and work through process, it's it's empty. And hopefully we can have some process in that on Sunday. Uh, if you check out the uh, notes, what's it called at the bottom of a podcast? I don't know. Notes is fine. Notes, but, yeah. Uh, we have taken deeper questions. show sure notes. Sure notes. But... Uh, <laughs> if you uh, I don't even, uh what are you doing to me <laughs> what word did you just say uh, if you uh um see or take a deeper questions but i'll just say this internally processing questions again is that if what what identities in christ as you read scripture and it's a great google search identity in christ uh what what identities do you need to be reminded of write down some names or identities that are pulling you away from that identity in christ And then how does commitment, character, long-term solutions lead to redemption uh, to your name or of your name? And we're going to wrestle through this on Sunday. I would love it if you were with us in community. uh, Be part of a church community. Um, But we uh, want to invite you to be a part of the body of Christ as a whole. Uh, You don't have to go to Corner Church. But please be a part of a community. Invest in a community. Uh, Be part of process and community wherever you're at. We'll do this again next week. Yep. So, what are we doing? We're starting a new series. New series. It's a mystery. Uh-huh. It is? For
2: them. Oh, that's right. I'm <laughs> like, we're pretty much what funny. have we been working on? No, we're pretty much done with it, but we're going oh, to yeah. keep you guys hanging. <laughs> uh, the anticipation is going to kill you guys. Really? I
0: don't know. It's probably not.
1: We're talking about icons, and we're talking about Abraham, and I don't like him.
0: Yeah, it's, it's a hard story. It'll be. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Let's talk about Abraham. He's such a great forefather of it all.
0: No, it's the worst. Join us. We need you.
2: Yes. <laughs> yeah. So it's gonna be pretty rough. So uh, see you next week. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>